0: Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung out and missed a perfect game. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting, the outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive in the deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the Fancy. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us and particularly for Henry Aaron. Three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the back. It gets through Buckner! Here comes Knight and the Mets win it! If one picture is worth a thousand words, you have seen about a million words. But more than that, you have seen an absolutely bizarre finish to game six of the 1986 World Series. They looked to him to light the fire, fire, and all year long, he answered the demands. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened.
1: Oh, incredible stuff.
2: Incredible. Great call. The dramatics of it all.
1: Incredible stuff. That was uh, courtesy of Major League Baseball Archives. There's another one. Um, uh, Should we play this one, too? I mean, this is his last call at Dodger Stadium. Okay, hold hold on a second. This is his, This is the walk-off that sent the Dodgers to the NL West Championship.
0: Scully Swung on a high fly ball to deep left field. The Dodgers event rankings. Would you believe a home run? And the Dodgers have clinched the division and will celebrate on schedule.
1: Oh, courtesy of Sportsnet LA. Oh, Vince Scully. Ninety-four years of just incredible, incredible life, and man, baseball is gonna miss him. Uh, unfortunately, we lost this incredible icon on a Tuesday night. Uh, he again lived a great life. Sixty-seven years of commentating, folks. Like, you, you, there's just no words. There's no words
3: we throw around the word goat for a lot of different things but when it comes to it all Vince Scully was the true goat of sports announcers
2: the dramatics of what we heard some of the most excuse me iconic calls in all of baseball history was Vince Scully and I was having this conversation earlier with with, uh, my mom and I worded it like this because when the Dodgers were on the MLB network or you'd get the Dodger broadcast because of Vince Scully and he didn't have a color analyst for his later years. He did it solo. So I worded it as it was like your grandfather telling his grandkids a story. Because that's what it was like listening to Vince Scully. It was a beautiful painted picture. Mm. And we are blessed in sports to have a lot of great broadcasters in all different sports. I don't think there is a person in any sport that you would want more narrating your life than Vince Scully. Yeah. yeah. It, it was beautiful. It was Fun. It was enjoyable. He, he is the Dodgers. He is do, the Dodgers. That, 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 you could say the first name that comes to mind when you think of the Dodgers, you can go through them all Jackie Robinson, Sandy Koufax, um, Don Drysdale. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Vin Scully's name is up there with those. And there will simply Never be another Vin
3: Scully. Not at least in our generations. It's
1: hard to replace perfection, but that's what the man was. And it it was perfection, even though he never strived to be perfect. He was never perfect. But it sounded perfect because Vin was so good at recognizing the moment. Setting up the moment. And when the call came, it was just natural. It just sounded right. You know, there's not many broadcasters that can get everything right. Vin Scully got every big moment in baseball, or at least during his time in, in broadcasting baseball. He got it right every single time. You know, we listened to that Hank Aaron home run. Um, when he broke Babe Ruth record, the thing that that, that I, I I never realized this because I've only heard I've only seen highlights and you know the calls and stuff. Little did we know that it took him three or four minutes after he made the initial home run call to say anything on Dodger uh, radio, because he wanted the people on radio to take in the moment. Such a historic moment, and then after he allowed the moment to be brought into all the fans, he talked about the social connection to Hank Aaron breaking the record. Like, isn't that it, it, isn't that something like that's just crazy? And again, just a prime example of someone that just gets it right. Like, you can't teach this stuff to anything. And I studied, me and Rifkin went to the same school and studied broadcasting, studied sports broadcasting. Yeah, You can't teach this stuff to people.
2: You know, it was funny because I made the run, I was starting to make the run now for what we're doing Friday. And I got to a moment where I was like, well, we're going to talk about Scully tonight, but I want to talk about more Friday as well. And I was thinking of like, the Mount Rushmore of great sports, broadcasters. I was trying to think, like, one for each sport.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we'll get to more of that Friday. Right. For sure.
2: But yeah. I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, just going through baseball announcers, I don't think there's another one close to Vince Scully. no.
1: Uh, there, there are great, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of Fantastic great, ones. Like, I,
2: I get a lot of crap because I'm one of those people who enjoy, I enjoy Joe Buck. I know there are people out there who don't, yeah. but he's as an, Mark gives me a weird look. Yeah.
1: He's hit or miss for me.
2: But, but, you know, but we get to grow up with that in our generation and we get, for Mark and I, Gary Cohen, I think is really good, great at Amazing. what he does. bye Don Orsillo for the Padres is really good. But no one will ever be Vin Scully. And if you had the pleasure of listening to Vin Scully, it was wonderful. If you haven't, you could do what we... You know what? If you haven't, YouTube. Because Vin Scully, for me... He is the greatest baseball announcer. I, I, I don't know. I haven't done a sports ranking of announcers, but he is definitely the goat in baseball announcers. And condolences to the, to his family, and condolences definitely to the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was brought a broadcaster when they were still in Brooklyn. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Of course, he he replaced the the late, another late great broadcaster in a Red Barber who discovered yes. him. Yeah, you know, like yeah. uh, imagine if uh, just imagine if it was another person bringing the tape, and st- instead of Vin Scully, like what well, we we would have missed out on, so many generations of baseball fans that yeah. missed oh. out on him. I mean, so lucky we are, so lucky to be baseball fans and having to experience that, even if it's in the short part of our lives. Like, you know, I've only yeah. been live for almost 30 years. fact that I get to experience that for a short portion of my life, something, a career that, that lasted almost seven decades. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Well, baseball is going to miss him big time. If Uh-oh. only
2: he was... He did one video game. I'm trying to remember the video, game, but he never did the show games, right? But I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I know he did do a video game. I have to. I'll look it up at some point and report it
1: back. It it, it was. I think I played it. Was it like was like
2: in, a It was. It was nine eight nine. Yeah, that was the company that crazed. I, I
1: played. I played it on um on GameCube. I think GameCube or PlayStation. Whatever. Yeah,
2: I, I had it on the plate on PlayStation. But uh, there will never be another Vince Scully.
1: Yeah, no, it's incredible stuff. I just, you know, people have been giving out tributes and stories all day. The most famous story, and he posted this on Twitter. I don't know if you caught this, of his favorite home run to call.
2: I did, because Gary Cohen had brought this up last night on SNY, but go ahead. It
1: had nothing to do with any of the calls that we listened to. And Those are great home run calls that he's ever called.
2: Oh, especially Kirk Gibson. Oh, oh yeah.
1: absolutely. Well, it, it, of course, that resonates more with him because you know the Dodgers and stuff, mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: Uh, even though that was for uh, NBC National, but um, it was when his high school friend, I think his name is Larry Miggins, you know, because apparently he, they were high school buddies, and uh, Miggins was like gonna he was aspiring to be a baseball player. He wanted to be in the major leagues. So when the moment came that Larry Miggins came up to bat and he hit his, and of course, Vince Gully's broadcasting, you know, for baseball at the time he started and um, stuff. When the moment came and he hit his first ever home run, Vince Scully was on the call and he got very emotional because he knew this guy since high school and he homered, and he got to call that. That was his favorite, and uh, it's little stories like that, that it's really more, that, that's how you know it's more than just a game.
2: Yeah, there's a human element to everything. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Vin. Again, again, condolences to his family and the yeah. Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he leaves behind a big, <laughs> big-time baseball family.
2: A big-time legacy that'll never, ever be touched. For sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Now that I only want to say we got that out of the way, because we could continue on Vince
1: Scalia all night. I mean, Uh, why not? (laughs) We we could. He's Uh, he's incredible.
2: He he, he is. Welcome into Batter, a part of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Mike Griffin, joined by Danny Boy Reginald Dan Rines and Mark right. Calpern, gentlemen. I'd like to say how are you, or something here, but we we got off to a flying start here with Scully.
1: It's a nice way to open the show.
2: It it, it really is. Ninety four years young.
1: Yep, and didn't stop. Him.
2: I think 67 years in total. He worked for
1: the Dodgers. Dodgers. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did 67 years of broadcasting, I think, total. You know, I mean, obviously, obviously, there's times before that. You know, he was doing stuff for CBS and, you know, Fordham and all that stuff. So, but yeah, in baseball, definitely 67 years.
2: Yeah. The the legend of Vince Scully, there, there will not be another one. But on to other baseball topics. I want to say happier baseball topics. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trading deadline has come and gone. That was yesterday. August August 2nd. (laughs) You better get right.
1: I mean. Where's the year gone, man?
2: Oh, I know. And we had. From everyone at MLB Network, we had a lot of people say the biggest trade trade deadline history went down. But Washington Nationals traded Juan Soto and Josh Bell to the San Diego Padres for shortstop C.J. Abrams, Left-handed pitcher McKenzie Gore, both of which who have been on the Padres roster this year, but they are still prospects. Multiple other prospects, including one named James, named James Wood, who I've been calling James Woods. <laughs> um, and Luke Voigt was added to this deal. There are other prospects involved, but uh, Juan Soto from the Nats to the Padres. Um, I do want to tie this in with something in a little bit, but Dan, you're down in DC. What's the reaction to Juan Soto t- Ooh, let me phrase it? Juan Solo taking flight to San Diego.
1: It it was sad, but it needed to be done. I mean, I, I and of course I'm I'm saying that when in reality they didn't have to trade soto. They they could have just held on to him and you know, whatever, but they knew they if Soto didn't want to be there past his next two years that you might as well get a return on him now mm-hmm. so the the Nationals did the right thing um and they got a nice haul out of it you know they yeah. got they got some great prospects i think that there two of them are in the top were in the top 3 in the Padres yeah. system and i think I believe all of them were in the top 100 in the MLB. So Hmm. they still got years to go. They're they're still in single A, these prospects. But the Nationals are thinking about future. And if you're thinking about future, this is a good trade for the Nationals. And I'm going to flip a little bit here. I don't like this trade for the Padres. The reason is because, okay, Soto is under control for two more years, I believe. So if Soto, after those two years, decides I'm going to enter free agency and goes elsewhere, which is still very much possible, on top of that, they get Josh Bell, who's a great player, but he's a rental. So Josh Bell can go somewhere after this season. So imagine losing both of them, and then now you have, you just lost your future even though your team is somewhat loaded already, you lost your future to me. If the Padres don't win anything within these next couple of years, it's a failure of a trade. So I'm a little nervous for the Padres here. I don't know if I love this deal for them. I really don't. Um, obviously they had to give up their big, big money players, big money, young players to get Soto. Um, I never understood taking on the Josh Bell contract. That that just d- didn't make any well, sense. I, I get it because they first baseman better they
2: then flipped Hosmer to the Red Sox. Yeah,
1: so I, I, I get it. They're, they're trying to get rid of Voight. They're trying to get rid of Hosmer. Uh, but again, for rentals, rather than you know keeping the players that you already have on contract, like Hosmer and Voight. Hmm.
3: I've been one of the few who have stood out and said I don't like rentals. I hate it because I I take it back to the Javi Baez coming to the Mets last year. It didn't do them any good except increase attendance a little bit. Yeah. When you're looking at the trade that was made today, we've been on Soto Watch as my good esteemed pal Mike Rifkin has put us on all all the last week. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the Padres, after seeing that the Mets were balking, that the Yankees were balking, uh, pretty much any team, out of the Cardinals, anybody, was all saying no. The Padres are in the uh, mindset is they're going to get Fernando Tatis back possibly by September. They're holding their own right now, and they did very good by Joe Musgrove by giving him a nice yeah. five-year extension. Yeah. They're holding their own. I mean, if they could get Tatis back by September and he's good to go by the playoffs, the Padres became a very dangerous team very entering into the playoffs. So that's how I see that breaking down. I don't like the idea of Soto basically being on a two-year rental. He's not going to sign an extension there because he no. has made his whereabouts where he wants to go very clear. It's going to be the Yankees or it's going to be the Mets. That's where he will be after he's done with his little Padres thing.
2: Well, I'll say this: insiders have said they'll start extension talks after the season. We'll see where that goes. But with the money Tatis makes, with the money Machado makes, they just gave Musgrove a hundred million, as Mark said. I, I don't know where all that comes from, but
1: yeah, I mean the the Padres they they have the money. Also, again, they're still
2: paying Hosmer even though they traded him. It, right. Yeah, and
1: that's and that's another thing. Like they're taking the bulk of that Eric Hosmer contract that. Boston's like, oh, we get this guy for basically for basically for free, you know, except yeah, for they, what, they I think, trade a prospect.
2: I think, but yeah. I, I, yeah,
1: I think it's like the rest of this season that I think Boston may have to take on some,
2: some right in the next two or three years where right, I think it's like
1: 39 million yeah, total that the, Padres, the Padres, that the Padres are taking on for, for sure. Yeah, so then you have money that you're paying for players gonna, that's not going to play for you. On top of the Musgrove, on top of Machado, on top of Tatis, now you're gonna want to pay Soto. Soto's not like what? what how how confident is that? It, it's not a confidence thing because
3: you have to look at, like Mike just said, you got Machado, Musgrove, Tatis, all on a payroll, and if you want to compare that quickly. That's the Yankees paying Judge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Mets going to have to pay Alonzo, which he's going to get whatever he wants. Right. You're so, right. So they're trying to do what these big market teams and trying to win now because yeah. you win the World Series now, your team can be fleeced and you can start over and I can name a few teams who have done that in the past 20 years. The
1: Diamondbacks. Exactly. exactly. So... Um. Yeah, I just don't know where the five hundred because he's going to get five hundred million. I don't know where
2: the uh, unless they find million. someone to take Machado on or but, but why would they do that? Right, uh, right. Machado? That's what I, I, I. That's the only thing I can think of. The other part for me, and we kind of had this talk, or I kind of had this thought because I was watching the MLB Network yesterday. Remember last year, and they thought they had Scherzer, yeah, and yep. the deal, and then that fell through, and he went to the Dodgers. I wonder if that slid into their minds and they said, you know what? Well, yeah. We want this guy. We're not going to let what happened last year happen again. Yeah, this yeah. is how it's going to go down.
1: We're going to well, get our guy. Well, I think they had, they had an, a, a feeling that the Dodgers were going to offer them something better. I think the Dodgers were waiting to see if the trade would be fall through, and let's be honest, it all, and, and, and it almost fall through because Hosmer, whether Hosmer was in the deal or not to Washington, didn't matter. Like you know, he, he, Soto was going to be traded, but imagine that deal fell through. The the Dodgers they're sweeping in well,
2: immediately. I, I mean, I know everyone's going to say the Nationals would have taken prospects back. There's two players I would want from the Dodgers right now. I would have won Dustin May mm-hmm. if I'm the if I'm the Nationals, and I know he's had a terrible year. I would have taken a chance on Cody Bellinger finally figuring it out.
1: I mean, in a new setting, I mean, it, there's not going to be pressure on him. Fair enough.
2: Um, yeah, in DC, but that I I I just think there's too much talent there not to to do it. But you know, but. We'll see what happens, but the Dodgers weren't as active, but the Padres made that move. The Padres also added Josh Hader from the Brewers.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, an, that's another uh, sweet topping to the ice cream sundae.
2: I mean, I don't
3: I, – I, 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 it was Taylor
2: Rogers and some prospects for Hader. I just don't get from the Brewers' standpoint.
3: I think the Brewers' standpoint is the fact that I don't think they th- thought that they're going to be able to keep Hader past this year, because this was it for him. So, like a lot of other teams, you trade them and you get what you can get. In this case, they got a nice little overhaul of prospects and a basic flip-flop of closers. Yeah. So, Oof. It that- is, is the guy from San Diego uh, Josh Hayter? No, but he'll do for this year. Yeah. Different arm
2: angle. The Brewers can pitch. That is the one thing about them. But um, outside of that, Dan, um, let's talk a little bit about the Yankees because they made one move that I I question a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals for Harrison Bader. And I love Harrison Bader. Yeah. He's a great defensive center fielder.
1: Yeah, no, Bader's good. I'm just wondering. I kind of get it, though. No, after really thinking about it, because you know, the Yankees don't win a lot of games with Jordan Montgomery on the mound, and he's a and he's a workhorse. Like I love Jordan Montgomery reading pitches. He, I, lately, he hasn't had a good stretch, but overall, like I think his time with the as a Yankee was a very good time. He actually he was a good Yankee, but the Yankees don't win a lot of games with Montgomery on the mound, so. You really think about it like what's really the loss then of course you think about okay well, what is the loss well you lose a pitcher that has been you know other than you know injuries that cost him two seasons he's actually been fairly reliable and available and you know can give you solid innings a solid outing so uh, I'm sort of playing the you know, back and forth type of thing. You know, I'm kind of mixed on it. I get it. I I just don't know if Bader was the right person to go after, especially given that he has plantar fasciitis.
2: So I want to follow up. I got a question for you on Montgomery. Two actually. Mm -hmm. One is we don't know when Luis Severino is coming back.
1: He may not come back.
2: He may not come back. Cortez and Tyon. we've heard the words, innings limits.
1: Which which would be a mistake.
2: Right. So, I know they added Frankie Montes yeah, from Oakland. Which was a good move. So, mm. if he's pitching in game two after Cole pitches game one, although uh, d- 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 you uh, may flip you, that
1: now. You, you, no. Uh, after that bull crap that we saw Wednesday, Against Seattle, yeah, no, he's not starting Game One. He's oh, Garrett Cole. Who, who starts no Game way.
2: Three? It's my question.
1: It should be Cole. <laughs> I'll, I'll de- <laughs> I will demote his ass to Game Three. <laughs> uh, the The other question I
2: have is Montgomery pitched in the Subway Series last week. By the way, if you want to listen to last week's episode of Batter Up, fast forward to the end when Marte walks it off. There's a great soliloquy by me at the end. Yeah, it was, it was very
3: end. very good.
2: Um Jordan Montgomery gets pulled, and he kind of turns to Boone when he's coming out, and Boone he goes, "Why?" And I wondered if that has a ripple effect, and that's part of the reason Montgomery got out.
1: I, I don't know if that—that that, I mean Montgomery, like I said, he's a, he he works hard, yeah. And I, once again, and Boone—that's another thing with Boone that, 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 that I just can't understand, it, which is why he needs to be fired. Is that, you know, <laughs> wait he, until they
2: he, lose to the ALDS and it'll is happen? That he,
1: is that he, he takes people out, especially when Montgomery, because he, he started getting into a groove in that game against the Mets. He was. He was getting into the groove, even though it wasn't his best start. and But he, he stunk in that the first couple innings. Um, but Boone doesn't realize, you know, let the guy cook a little bit especially since we're depleting the bullpen. Mm -hmm. So I I never understood that. And yeah, I don't know if if that had anything to do with the trade. I highly doubt it. Again, you know, Cashman is a very smart guy. He knows something that we don't. So
2: I I kind of view it as how they got um, kind of Yeah. Okay. It's more of a defensive oriented contact guy for the lineup. Hicks won't play. Judge won't play center field anymore. Well, They'll move him to right. Yeah, and Stanton could be the DH when he's healthy.
1: Yeah, and, and of course, you know, you the Yankees traded uh, also traded Joey Gallo. Um, I mean, and he was, did they
2: really he, trade him, or did they just say, "Go on, be free"?
1: <laughs> I mean, if he if he ever does well in LA, God bless him. Oh, he probably. he he. he he's
2: gonna hit a big home run for the Dodgers that's guaranteed God bless but, that that's how it, that's how this works the Dodgers pick up some random guy off the street mm-hmm. and he winds up being a 300 hitter Justin Turner is my prime example
1: wow. but, but but Turner was good with the Mets like yes. you know he was fantastic. He, he, wasn't,
2: but, but he wasn't this he, wasn't yeah, this, he was
1: good... he wasn't this good but he was good. And yeah. I, I went to Citi Field watching Justin Turner. He was, he was pretty dope.
3: Kelly so Gallo definitely. will have one hit in his first 100 of bats yeah. and it'll be a home run and that'll be it.
2: Well, it, And it, then it, he'll home run yeah. the
3: playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> it'll be a grand slam to to get them into the World Series. Yeah, It's
1: just oh. like a random type of moment. And it,
3: he'll be off of Josh Hader against the Yankees in the World Series. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, so right. sort of
1: like sort of like Boone in 2003, where he got he didn't get any hits off the Red Sox until Game 7. Until, until the one hit. The <laughs> hit.
2: Let's be realistic. That's the only reason why Boone has the job he is now. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> Cashman liked, Cashman liked him that much.
2: That's why Derek Jeter got really angry at Cashman. He owned the Marlins, and he said, "Here." I'll trade you Giancarlo Stanton. You got to pay the whole contract. I'm not doing a darn thing about it. See, yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Right. Yeah. It, look, I, I'm not worried about the Yankees, though. They, they did they did lose two out of three to the Marlins, So, the Mariners. I mean, um, uh, Mariners
2: been playing good ball. But
1: the, the, that's a good. That's a good Mariners team. Like, I, I. Very I, good. Man. Luis I can't,
2: Castillo was dominant. Today.
1: Yeah. He, and he. I. I mean. I. Saw that a mile away I said, The Yankees don't get Castillo And uh, they didn't want to Go after they didn't want to send Volpe I get it um, I knew if he was going to go somewhere else He He's going to own The crap out of that team
2: Yeah So th- that's oh. what the Yankees did at
3: the deadline yeah. uh, Mark The Mets uh, They made some Very small uh, You know Darren Ruff and Michael Givens. I I mean, Givens is not a bad pickup as a reliever. I mean, he's not the names that we would want them to go after. The Darren Ruff they got on a on a song. They didn't have to give up much from. I think Steve Cohen, after going back and forth with possibly the Nationals and listening to other offers for other teams for big halls, They've they've all finally said we're not going to give up the big four, and that being Alvarez, Beatty, Vientos, and Mauricio for a one-year rental. The only person I could have seen them really getting a deal and extending would have been J.D. Martinez, and you and I both spoke on, but apparently Boston wanted a lot more, and the Mets just said no. We're not giving up our, our star players with years of control for uh, a one-year rental. Do they have the? Right, did they walk into the right places? I mean, Mo Vaughn Jr. hit a grand slam today against uh, the Nationals, so that was nice to see. Uh, as I as I call Daniel Vogel back, I call him Mo Vaughn Jr. His
2: walk-up song has to be "Sexy Back" by Justin Timberlake. No, that's what it has to be. A good
3: humor ice cream man song. That's what it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's you don't always need a splash to improve your team one hundred percent. They made a couple little moves what they needed to fill in, and they did a good job in doing it. Is it what we all wanted to see? No, but could it have been the right moves? Yes, at least they did something to improve the team, not
4: devalue it. Welcome in, finally. Oh, Lawrence Patchman lying in the building. Sorry, dinner with family. Sometimes family comes first. Absolutely. All right, all comes right. first. You know what? You
2: know, what, you know what? I'm gonna jump back to something we talked about
4: earlier. Um, how are you feeling, Juan Solo? Uh, you know. It hurts deep down in my heart that, you know, he's on another team, but there's a few saving graces to this. He's not on the Dodgers. That's true. I would have accepted him being on the Mets, but he's not on the Yankees either. Right. Uh, uh, that's the right. luck in San Diego, you know, Hey Soto and Josh Bell off in San Diego now with a fresh start and a chance to win a championship with San Diego. They, and, they hey, we, we made out pretty well in return. Yeah. I but, will but, gladly take – you know, people can question the deal that happened in, with Washington San it. Diego. Some, some so-called Washington national fans will go P, there people,
1: people across – the baseball fans across U- U.S. and Washington – Think that the Nationals got fleeced? I 100% disagree. I I'll think say, the I'll Nationals. I don't the Padres.
2: <laughs> I don't think they got fleeced. I don't think anyone got fleeced. But if I'm a Nats fan, I'm pissed off. Oh, I, because, I why? Because three years ago, you won the World Series. Yeah, and that span. Think think about this. I lost Anthony Rendon. To, I, I, listen, I don't even want to talk Rendon. That contract's awful with the Angels. Give him that to, to win. I gave Steven Strasburg everything he wanted plus the moon and the sun. And he can't throw a damn pitch because he's always hurt.
4: Well, there, there's that. But also, you know, Steven Strasburg, when he came in the league, at the end of the season, he, had to, he, he was supposedly having Tommy John done because he blew his arm out, basically.
2: Well, uh, but, but this is since the World Series. Is one. Then I, I traded Max Scherzer, which is fine. I'm still paying Max Scherzer, by the way, to pitch for a division rival, but that's a whole nother conversation. In that deal for Max Scherzer, I threw in one of my two faces of the franchise in Trey Turner, oh. who I could have just... Maybe that's my building block, Tr- Turner and Soto. Instead, as of today... Mark, we watched the Mets play the Nationals. Mm.
1: I hey. couldn't tell you half
3: these guys who were in their lineup. Hey, uh, well, who was on hey, first? Well, what was on second? And I don't know it was on third. That's pretty much what it well, was. Well, listen, hey. I don't
2: know was on third because he made that terrible play where he dropped the line, drive, mm-hmm. double play, he threw it in the right field. Threw it in the right the field. Right. Grand slam. Can, I, yeah. can
4: I throw a time out there real quick? Those yeah, boys – those boys beat Degrom yesterday. Just no, no, I, no, 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 no. They didn't beat Jacob that, Degrom. You can't do they that. They won on a day Jacob
2: Degrom pitch, but they didn't beat Jacob Degrom, <laughs> who <laughs> yeah. threw five innings, struck out six, gave up a run.
1: Yeah. Who so I don't still, 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 they beat up still,
2: Jacob Degrom. Still, By the way, Jacob Degrom got... hit one hundred and three at one point on the radar gun. Ooh, and, ooh boy!
1: Uh, get to Degrom in a minute. Though, though, though patch has a point though like the, the, the guys that you're like mocking no, no you know, but beat, i'm saying from the a, crap out of the mets no no but
2: for, i'm saying from a fan perspective i'd be angry that they got rid of all of these franchise players
4: it, it, it's it, it's the typical national stars we had we had mr national War, ryan zimmerman forever He's the one that stuck by. And and then it's like, we call Bryce Harper. What's Bryce Harper do once his rookie contract's up? No. See,
2: see, Nationals fans owe Bryce Harper an apology. Because when he signed with Philly at his press conference, I'm bringing a title back to D.C.
4: Then that's what the world sees. That is owed to Bryce Harper. Well, then Bryce Harper should get a ring out of that. But he does not. But think about it. Bryce Harper comes up. Leaves for big money. Anthony Rendon comes up. What's he do? Leaves for big money. Trey Turner. He'll get paid this
2: offseason
4: He'll get paid this offseason But you know he got in a deal with Max went, We signed Max Scherzer Okay yes we traded away because You know hey rebuild. He was going to opt out That's
2: Scherzer one I get It's the other ones that just fall into place In the span of three and years
4: it, off of winning the World Series And, and basically you know Soto you know what, We're going to trade him now because you know what We offered him a whole bunch of money And he's like eh, nah I don't feel like it and so, so can't can't wait for the next big call to happen. And then in five years, he leaves for big money too. So it'll, it'll be a recurrent cycle for the Nationals. You want to look at what the
3: Nationals really did. I mean, it, it didn't screw over a franchise. They knew that if Soto doesn't get traded, he's there two more years, and he's gone anyway, and most likely to a NL NL or AL East team getting what they got for him, you got to kind of applaud it oh, yeah. right now. This, Nobody this not
2: was a poo moment. I'm just saying fan perspective. I'd be a little fan picked perspective. off of my, my organization.
3: But you want to know what if I am a national sandwich? I am not. Thank God. I see this as, hey, look, we have a guy who possibly is not going to give it all and whatever and not give a shit we now got five brand new players to turn into that position. Right, it's so, moneyball all over again, no matter which way you want to look at it. And, and we'll see. I hope Juan Soto has an amazing year in San Diego this year and next year. Whether he'll bring win a ring there, I don't know. But we'll wait and see. I'll just root against him whenever he plays the Mets. So exactly. Playing. Pretty but much like, the same thing I do now. Like I do
2: now, but um, back to where we were, which we, we were on the Mets mark. I, I, I think the one thing I, I, re, I don't want to say regret. I think they – I wrote about this. You can check it out on the website www.desportscenityNework.com. They're banking on these guys who are hard to get healthy. The bullpen arms of McGill, McGill's gonna go to the bullpen Trevor may return today. They're banking uh, – Drew Smith eventually will be back. They're banging on those guys. They're banging on James McCann to hit when he comes back. And it's – to me, it's not sexy. Look, You're right, the sexy move doesn't always pan out. Javi Baez last year. But I think at the end of the day, if you felt like there was a fit for someone – whether it's J.D. Martinez, Wilson Contreras, Pamela Anderson from her Baywatch days. If there was a fit there, you have to do whatever it takes to get that fit because you're in first place. These guys have done enough to say, what's the piece to get us
3: over the finish line? As we came out of the All-Star break, yeah, the Mets were only a half game up on the Braves. Thank you for the Yankees dropping two and giving us that nice two-game extra lead to help us against the parade. Now that's up to a three-game lead. Is that going to hold long? I don't know. I can't predict the future. What I can say is in the Steve Cohn era compared to the Fred Wilpon era, you can see the difference. Fred oh, Wilpon, there is a difference, 100%. Fred Wilpon would have traded all four of them, without thinking twice, even against the advice of Alderson and whatever. They would have traded all four of them. Steve Cohen knows what he has with Alvarez, Beatty, Vientos. I mean, you know, he knows. Fred what Wilpon he
2: has. would have signed Bobby Bonilla back to play. Come on, like, we we
4: we know what was going on. But and think about that, that.
3: first base on that day every year. I think that should
4: be fair enough. And th- if that happened. Then his contract would be through uh, twenty one hundred. <laughs> but uh, I just,
3: uh, you know, how strongly against I was trading any of the big three.
2: I do, I
3: do. Um, and trading Mauricio, yeah, I could see that being done. But we did what we had to do. But we can move on.
2: All right, one other trade deadline news, and then we'll get into series stuff very quickly. Big series for the weekend. Um, the Angels did not trade Shohei Ohtani, according to John Heyman. Um, they were at least listening. They, I, I know the Yankees made an offer. The Mets had talked about it. I don't know how close anyone got. Quick PSA, and then we'll jump in. Dear Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim people, you trade Shohei Ohtani in the offseason. That's it. Mainly, you were never going to deal them at the deadline because it was too soon. You do it in the offseason, you get more teams involved because you have to build a franchise, not just two players. PSA over, go back to watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Angels in the Outfield, (laughs) or go back and watch 2002 reruns of the World Series.
1: I I just don't know if Shohei Otani with his current position right now with the angels, I just don't know if it's going to work elsewhere. I just don't see it happen. And it stinks because him being a two-way player is just amazing. It's it's one of the most amazing accomplishments we've ever seen in baseball, but I just don't know if it works.
4: So, so I'll throw a question out there. Do we see another situation like Tanaka where he just does a 10 year, and then just dips back to Japan.
2: No, I think there's a team in Major League Baseball who would sign him.
1: Yeah, I I think so. If they sign him to a two-way deal, which is very possible because he's a two-way player, then fine. I just don't know in the long run if it it works.
2: Right. No. Uh, we got to move quickly. we got some big series this weekend. Um, The big one, you know what, let's just start it. The Padres traveled to L.A. to play the Dodgers, and this is going to be so much fun. (laughs) This new Padres team versus the big, bad Dodgers. I'm all in. I'm excited for this one in in L.A.
3: Padres all the way on. this one for me?
1: Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I I think this weekend, given the news of Vince Scully with the Dodgers, I just don't know... They, they'll probably you know, continue to play baseball because that's what professional yeah. athletes do, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's been a heavy week for them. So I think yeah. they may slip up a couple of games and the Padres are just going to take advantage of their well, new pep in their step.
2: The the break for them is they have a big enough lead to where they can consider. I think the Padres have to win two of three to show they're still somewhat of a threat in the division, but well, we'll have to see about that. Oh. Uh, Dan, the Yankees are going to St. Louis.
1: Uh, they, I mean, the Cardinals. That they're they're no joke. I mean, they're they. Uh, I don't know how they're going to utilize Montgomery right away. But what I will say is, you know, they're a good team. That's a great ball club that they have in St. Louis, and they're trying to win that Central Division. And you know, that National League is not a cookie either. So I, I will say that I'm a little worried, especially after. They they lost to the Mariners, you know the way they did was very very concerning, um, you know and again like you know what what the last few games have taught me is, when it's against good teams like the Mets and the Red Sox and the Astros and the Mariners that the Yankees, as good as a team that they are, their are they their their strategy worries me to a point where I'm not confident that they can win unless you're facing teams like the Royals. So th- that's, that's just me. Um, I am a little worried about this series, but what I will say is that if the bats can come alive,
2: that's all that matters. Two other series in the AL: we got the Astros and the guardians. Uh The guardians are still in the wild card race as are the Baltimore Orioles, which I think is really cool. As we enter August
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, blue Jays, twins, also playoff interesting. And then, Mark, Braves Mets for five games at City Field starting tomorrow.
0: And
3: this is the series that is going to make or break the New York Mets. Um,
1: Division-wise.
3: Division-wise. With Atlanta ahead three games, could we technically say the Mets could drop the first three against Atlanta and win the next two and be back up two games? Yes. That could happen but that's not what has to happen. The Mets must take four out of five on this run. At home, you got your best. you got the right pitching staff coming up, and you have the hitters who are red hot right now. They have to take full advantage.
2: Yeah, for the Mets, it'll be Carrasco Thursday, Walker Friday, Scherzer and David Peterson both on Saturday. That's a doubleheader. And Jacob DeGrom on Sunday. The Braves are going with Kyle Wright, Ian Anderson, uh, Jayco DeRizzi, who they got at the trading deadline. Nice. I forgot the other guy, I, and Max Fried will start Saturday, and Sunday will be Spencer Strider and that glorious mustache. <laughs> um, but better
3: than Esther Cortez,
2: yeah fun series in the NLEs. We're, we're getting close to. we got great races throughout baseball as we head into the dogs dog days of August and then we hit the stretch run into September and we really hope you keep listening to this because we're gonna give you everything at once every week but we're Dan Ryans mark Halpern, Lawrence Lang I'm Mike if you've been listening to batter up part of the sports Insanity podcast On the Sports Insanity Network. Check out this podcast and all other network podcasts at Anchor and wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and you can go to www.onlyfans.com backslash Nathan Moser for some other content you may or may not want to see. (laughs) That's up to you. (laughs) But until next time, everyone. I'm Mike Griffin. Have a good night and.
4: Namaste. Say goodnight to your mama, because your mama loves you.
1: Hey, hey, Pat, just one second. Vince Scully.
4: Vince Scully, goat of PA announcers and announcers all around the world. You have to have them in a conversation for greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. It's a great loss for the sports world, and – A little fun fact I learned when going through uh, my Facebook feed, a good friend of me and Mark's, Josh Carey, his father is the great Harry Carey, Cubs former PA announcer way back in the day, and when Harry Carey passed away, Vince Scully sent a fantastic letter to the Carey family that our good friend me and Mark Josh displays at his house, so that's awesome. Ben Scully is dearly going to be missed in the sports world. And rest easy, man. And hopefully, you're calling some great baseball out there with all the greats that are up there in the great beyond.
1: Well said, Patchman.
4: What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network. Just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sandy Network.